Well, so loyalty is indispensable to the survival of friendship. You know, a lot of prosperous friendships are faded away because of disloyal talks and disloyal conversations. But today, I want us to determine that I will strive to build relationships that last. I will strive to build friendships that transcend borders. I will strive to be an enriched person that will enrich other persons. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Friendship Friday. My name is Chigoze Chukoma. Do well to save it on your phone. And yes, everywhere you want to save the name, just save it and put us in your prayers. Put me in your prayers that God will keep giving me the strength to speak words of wisdom that will bless your life and also bless my life. Yes, so we are still on the Fellowship of Friends. And last week I talked about the the, the thing, the element of loyalty, and like I started with this um, with this podcast, today's episode, that loyalty is indispensable to the survival of friendship. You know, that I I I I that friendship, yes, there is a component of mutuality, is that of love and that of commitment. But if I am not loyal someone loyalty is about putting my trust in the person deep friendships are built because there's mutual loyalty and trust so today we'll look at the fifth component of fellowship of friends and so when the pressure comes to any friendship when the struggles and their struggles rather when there are challenges, there's these elements that we are going to look at come in handy. And it's friendships encouragement. Yes, encouragement. So looked at mutuality, looked at love, we've looked at commitment, we've looked at loyalty. All these four are very important. They ensure that internal pressure within the friendship does not cause the friendship to break. Also external pressure. But Friendship encouragement is a component that makes sure that when the stakes are high, the walls have been let down and the waters are pouring into the ship, that the friends still stay committed to each other. Right, so constant flight from Saul produced some downtimes for David, you know. So yes, Saul had already told his son that as far as this young man, David, is still alive, your kingdom and your own life will never be established. And so in order to ensure that his own legacy and that of his family is, is established, which, of course, the, the, the mantle and the anointing had left him to another person. So more or less, he was going against the tide. He was going against the will of God. But David didn't hold it back against him. You know, so he kept on running. For instance, when he was when he delivered the town of Keilah from the Philistines, he learned that the citizens of the town, the people he had saved, were plotting to turn him over to Saul. And so he went to a desert. He was disheartened, he was terribly discouraged. But Jonathan came to the rescue. And I love how 
in the Bible puts it in First Samuel 23 verse 16. He says, And Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him to find strength in God. Remember, he left his comfort zone, went to the wilderness and helped his friend to find strength, not in himself, not in him, Jonathan, but in God. That's the underlining factor or, or element in encouragement. That my friend will not receive strength from me, even though I might have strength. But then I understand that the all-powerful is God. And so my responsibility is to ensure that at each and every moment of his or our life, and their focus and their help and strength is on God. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Jonathan's encouragement was more than everything is going to be okay. Don't worry, King Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. It was more than that. The verse, if you if you quote it in the literal Hebrew, it means he strengthened his hand in God. As that first Samuel 23:16. If you quote it literally, it means he strengthened the hand of his friend in God. Jonathan pointed David upward to the grand perspective, which had first drawn him to the shepherd boy. The first thing that drew Jonathan to David was David's love for God. And so when he came to encourage him, when he came to encourage him as a friend, he drew him back to that perspective. So this involved both instruction, prayer, and mutual worship. You know, we need that in our life at times. We need that when people will not just come around us just to give us material things. It's good. But they they would come just to remind us of who we are what we are here to do or what really matters the most beyond well every lawyer's dream is to win a case in supreme court some some other lawyers have the dream of becoming a senior advocate some chief justice some a judge of the high court some well they want to do other businesses i'm speaking as a lawyer now but then the the point is He came to point his friend upward to the grand perspective. Even Paul experienced the similar comfort from his friend Titus. You know, he says, But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Remember, God comforts the downcast. 2 Corinthians 7, 6 and verse 7. But then he says, God comforted us by the coming of Titus. This is what I call the Titus touch, you know, the golden touch of an encouraging friend. So God is the one who comforts. How? Through a friend. But God who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus so that my joy was greater than ever. Like I said, this is what I call the Titus touch, the golden touch of an encouraging friend. I think maybe we can even have an episode on that, the title's touch. Probably I'll, I'll, I'll think in that line subsequently. 
But the point is, as we've catalogued the beautiful elements of Jonathan and David's deep friendship, the mutuality, the love, the commitment, the loyalty, and the encouragement, we've observed that they came largely from Jonathan. But truth be told, it did not remain one-sided. Repeated mutual commitments begin began to mark the friendship of these two remarkable men. The apex of their commitment was the mutual promise to care for one another's family, should either of them die. You know, that's that is their their love and their bond now decided to create a legacy. I call it the legacy of friendship. That's the covenant that Jonathan made with David. The 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 the, the, the elements in that covenant and the clauses, the agreements, the promises. It didn't just bind their lives. It also bind, bound the lives of their children to each other. And David even reaffirmed these promises that when Jonathan died, you can see how David decided to take care of Jonathan's only son, Mephibosheth, and to ensure that the posterity of his friend would outlast his friend. And so friendship has reached its apex when we make such promises to each other. Promises that are not based on things that are fading, but promises that are based on things that are sure, things that will last. Promises that will not just bind the two friends, but would outlive them. And so it's it's, it's my desire that as we forge friendships with people, that we just have in, at the back of our mind that we seek and desire to forge the same alliance not just with that friend, but with their offspring. So yes, that's friendship encouragement. That I am here to strengthen the hand of my friend unto God, to turn his eyes with the title's touch to the grand perspective which had formed and fashioned his life, and to make him aware that there is more in life beyond what he or she can see. That the ultimate goal of life is to find purpose, to understand purpose, to run with purpose, and to live for purpose. And if we do that in our friendships with people, I tell you the truth, we will have much more stories to tell, not just to our children, but to our grandchildren. And they to themselves will pass on the same title's touch to the children of our friends and the children children of our friends before you know what's happening we have a fellowship and a community of people that do not just live for their own personal gains but they live to ensure that people within them those whom god has brought close to their lives are enriched because of the richness of christ that has formed and fashioned in their life so yes so this brings us to the end of this episode if you have any question, if you have any suggestion, if you have any contribution, of course, monetary contributions also. <laughs> but then, if you have any contribution, if you have any idea on, on how we can make this episode better, this podcast better, you could you could say so. Um, so many of the things I've incorporated, uh, there were people that told me. My, one of my friends, Dr. Chidi, was like, 
your introduction is always poor your ending is always poor so and i've worked on it i'm not perfect yet but that's constructive criticism and i i i i, I welcome such so thank you very much and do take care of yourself to next week friday bye bye Thank you.